0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the State Champs Michigan Poolside Podcast. My name is Lauren Plants. I'm the executive producer of the State Champs Sports Network. David Julkewski is a coach at Bloomfield Hills High School. He's also the webmaster for the Michigan Interscholastic Swim Coaches Association. David, always good to see you.
1: Thanks for having me. Excited to be here today.
0: All right. Always great. And Joining us this week on the show is the head coach at Macomb, Dakota, Dave Smith. David, thank you for taking some time.
2: No problem. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, fantastic. Well, state champs covered the swim meet that uh, the Cougars had versus Gross Point South on Tuesday, February fifteenth. So, Coach Z and Coach Smith are going to be talking about it. I also had a conversation with orthopedic and sports medicine physician with the Detroit Medical Center, Doctor Chase Ansock. He has great advice on how to cope with swimmers' shoulders. So, he's got the entire four one one on that subject. That coming up later in the program. But first, just need to let you know that Poolside is presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU offers over 2,000 varsity sports, athletic, and academic scholarships are available. Recruit yourself at ltuathletics.com. Poolside Michigan also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA is looking for officials. You can visit mhsaa.com for details. The Michigan Army National Guard is the official military outlet of the MHSAA. The show is also brought to you by the Detroit Athletic the Club Foundation's male and female athlete of the year awards. If you are a first team all-state athlete or projected to be one here in the winter or the spring, you've got decent grades, at least a 3.0 GPA, you represent some leadership on your team and maybe in your community, you could be nominated, but you can't be nominated unless you apply. 6 male, 6 female athletes will be awarded $1,000 scholarships with the winners receiving a $5,000 scholarship towards their college Uh, The application is real easy to find. It's at DACathleteoftheyear.com. Send it in today. The deadline to apply is March 4th. We're going to have a huge red carpet gala at the beautiful DAC in downtown Detroit, overlooking Comerica Park. It's going to be awesome, and it's a great way to showcase and just uh, celebrate your uh, senior season and your high school career. So that event will take place on June 6th. Our final sponsor on the show is the Goodman Acker Law Firm. During the most difficult times of your life, At Goodman-Acker, you work with the same attorney and team the entire length of your case. They fight for you just like they would a member of their own family. Experienced, ethical, aggressive. Mention you heard about Goodman-Acker on State Champs. They will provide you with a free assessment of your case. Goodman-Acker, good decision. Call 1-800-TRUSTED. And once again, uh, we thank all of our supporters of the Poolside Podcast. All right, so we've got Macomb, Dakota. Head Coach Dave Smith with us today. Now, before we get into the meet that you had against Gross Point South, how did you get into coaching? Who were some of the mentors maybe that you've had along the way? And talk about your experience at Macomb, Dakota.
2: Well, um, first got involved with the sport of swimming at an early age. Uh, At the time, growing up in Warren, you had all the Parks and Recs, had uh, um, swim lessons at all the area high schools, and then uh, that ended up shutting down. And we had a uh, swim club program right down the street, like seven houses down, and something that we always enjoyed doing. My uh, my sister, eight years older, she was a swimmer in high school, and uh, so uh, parents had a boat, so they always wanted us to, you know, learn, be able to learn how to swim, and uh, so we, you know, took the lessons and decided. Hey, uh, my two younger brothers, we got to go something to do, keep us busy, keep us occupied. So uh, it was convenient to start getting involved with. Uh, Swimming uh, at an early age and then from club experience, swimming in high school at Warren Deal Cell, And then after uh, graduating, I got into the uh, phys ed program at Wayne State University and, uh, you know, kind of took off from there, uh, get involved with coaching swimming, doing swim lessons and that uh, transferred into uh, coaching. Uh, Started off with the uh, Warren Woods Jaguars and then got my first job at uh, coaching uh, high school at Warren Mont. And I kind of took off from there and really uh, fell in love with the sport, enjoyed, uh, you know, working with kids and helping them uh, teach them a little bit about the sport of swimming and give back. You know, gave me a lot growing up and wanted to give back to, uh, you know, give back to those uh, to the sport, which I learned a lot from uh, Brandon Robinson. He was my club coach. Uh, so he kind of fueled the passion there and I uh, was a big influence on um well, my swimming, and then uh, getting involved and getting started off with coaching uh, had a huge influence on me. Um, along the way, uh, Dennis Schreiber was the coach, longtime coach at Henry Ford II High School, of in which I ended up uh, being—he uh, uh, ended up being the athletic director at the time and uh, hired me as a coach there, and kind of took over his position. So and then uh, you know John McGuire was a big influence. Uh, he's a club coach. Uh, he coached at uh, Wayne State University and uh, various uh, high schools and clubs. So he's been a big influence on my coaching style today. So
0: wow. Uh, so you've been a Mac guy. You've been a Macomb County guy your whole life, uh, You kind of jump, yep. jumped all the way around, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, what has your experience been like at Macomb, Dakota? How long have you been there? And uh, you uh, know
2: what yeah, I actually started here in 2014. Um, a former swimmer of mine from Warren Mont was the head coach for the boys team, mm. and he was looking for an assistant. I had just stepped down from another job. And uh, yeah, after the third time, I finally said, okay, I'll come in and give you a help. And then um, the girls' position, I was coaching elsewhere for the girls' team, and that opened up. So it just kind of made sense. It was a win-win situation to, uh, you know, take over the girls' team. And then uh, as I assisted for the boys' team for four years before taking it over uh, four years ago. So I've been wow. the boys' head coach since 2019, and then the girls since 2015.
0: Wow, that's great. That's great. So you are a, a busy man between uh, August and uh, March, let's just say. Um, now, before we let David and yourself break it down, uh, the meet versus Gross Point South, I know it was senior night. The other night, so I wanted to be able to give you an opportunity to talk up your group of seniors this year. What what they've meant to the program?
2: Yeah, um, all six seniors that we had started off as freshmen, and uh, that was this is my first class coming through as the head coach. Oh, nice. so uh, it definitely is a uh, you know a, a special group of guys to me. Especially uh, my son is one of them. So that oh wow uh, <laughs> okay. You know, you a little bit talking about my son, but uh, yeah, yeah, had that, that opportunity to coach him and. And be able to see him on the pool deck every day uh definitely uh, enjoy doing that very stressful at times but uh at the same time a lot of fun too to see him uh be successful uh as a senior and then uh, i've got alex Duham, adam cook uh romeo daracevich and um anthony boudet and uh, Owen Tamplin's a great group of guys that uh, come in and give it everything they've got every day. So to see them all the way through, um, you know, the last four years, uh, Dakota's had a strong program and has done well at the Macomb County level. And then, you know, since I've been able to come in uh, the last four years, have been able to kind of take it to the next level, not just only in the county, but uh, at the statewide level. That was one of our goals coming in to make that jump from Uh, Macomb County to be known throughout the state at the state level. So,
0: yeah, for sure. And, you know, again, with everything that uh, all these athletes have been through the last couple of years, you know, it makes that that group even a more, little more special. You know, uh, again, the only one I can think of that, you know, in the history probably of Michigan swimming that literally on the day the boys' state finals are about to start, it's canceled a couple of years ago. You know, which, again, you know, like we could just do sob stories, you know, around the, the state, you know, with, with how uh, disappointing that was. So these guys getting an opportunity to – to finish it out, having a a, a great year on Tuesday, February fifteenth, we had a mat clash in the pool between Dakota and Gross Point South. You can watch the video clips uh, right now on the State Champs Network. David, take it over.
1: Yeah, you know, outstanding meet. You got, uh, you know, Gross Point South. You know, they're right now they're seated first on on our state rankings for D two, and uh, Dave Smith's got his boys doing a great job. They're top, I think, 16 team right now for D one. Uh, some impressive swims to you know on Tuesday so uh, looking forward to breaking down a couple races Um, you know David you know any any of the races you want to talk about make sure you jump in but you know I think the start of the meet was awesome Uh, it had to be great watching that medley relay Uh, you guys win it and you know just a tiny bit back I mean you guys only by like less than a half second uh, and I'm looking at those splits and they're pretty even all the way through Uh, But Austin Schaefer's fly seemed to be the difference for you guys on that third leg. He splits, I believe, a 23-9 for you guys. Um, Talk about that a little bit and how that energy got the meat going uh, for you.
2: Yeah, we knew coming in that uh, we were going to have a lot of great races. Um, Their depth that they have, they have have a lot of great depth, Uh, Gross Point South, that does and we knew coming into the meet that for us to be competitive you know we're going to have to go out there and win some events and uh and and see what happens from there but 200 medley relay their their best coming into the meet um has been 134.9 our best time is 135.2 so we knew that was going to be a great way to get things started and that was going to be close and um you know, we, like you said, we were pretty even going in the fly. Austin Schaefer, um, he's a fantastic uh, butterflyer, a great racer, and you no know, going in, that's probably going to be the difference in that race. Was going to be that fly position, and sure enough, it held up. And uh, you know, my son Brad, he was able to hold on and, and finish off the uh, the win for us by a, a few tenths there. So a very exciting way to get the, the meet started. So and set the tone for uh, for the uh, every event to come
1: absolutely and you guys go on you win 10 out of 12 events the other night uh looks like you know gross point south just had a little bit more depth but some really exciting swims uh that 50 freestyle first through fifth place all within and i got it written down here i gotta look point six three so you got five guys across the board you splash and dash uh talk about that a little bit i mean who's getting their hands on the wall how you feeling watching the finish
2: uh, as you know, Dave, that's always an exciting race, and and anything can happen there. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, you can't make any mistakes at all in a 50 free. Um, you know, got to get off that block. First one to get to that wall. Usually the first one that gets to that wall at the turn it has the best chance of winning that event. And I think Austin, he's, he's great on getting off that block. It's something we put a lot of time in. Um, every single day, we're consistently doing starts and, uh, you know, talking about how many kicks he takes off a start, you know, into his breakout and how many strokes he's taking in that turn. And it's something that we're working on with all of our kids every single day. And, you know, the first one to get that turn, most likely is going to come away with that win. He was able to get to that turn first and uh, was able to hold on uh, to finish for the win for us.
1: Really nice. You know, and Gross Point grabs their, their one individual win in diving um Logan Hepner, uh you know about a hundred point win there. Um how are your divers doing, Dave? Are you guys looking at uh regionals at all with any of them or are we gonna wrap things up at League Meet? What are you thinking?
2: Yeah, we, both, we have our, our two divers. They took 2-3 to Logan. Obviously, you know, Logan's the top in D2. Um, we took second at the Miska meet, and, yeah, he's pretty tough to compete with. And, uh, you know, our divers knew that they had to step up their game. It's That's only going to make you better, and they did a real nice job. Uh, both Jacob and Evan have qualified for the regional meet and, you know, looking to see how they can uh, perform there and hopefully uh, make the next step uh, onto the state meet
1: that's really nice yeah and the first event coming back you know i assume you guys probably did senior night right after diving or do you, you guys do it a little different than everybody yep. else
2: no yeah, we did we did this, yeah we did the senior night right after diving make sure that the parents had an opportunity to get there and on time All as right. opposed to doing yeah so right the, the, the emotions
1: beginning. are pumping you're taking pictures mom and dad are on deck and that first event back in the water is 100 fly and again i mean austin i mean just outstanding job in the fly touches out for first by 0.08 um, and anybody watching the olympics right now we're seeing the difference in these speed skating events and all this stuff right. and the same is true in swimming so 0.08 uh jack Vallon uh took second for gross point south jack's a top 10 swimmer in d2 in the fly uh but austin got his hand on the wall first talk about uh talk about that race a little bit
2: yeah austin got out a little bit quicker than jack did jack came back on around on our jake came back around on the back end and austin was able to hold on um i think you know the Key for that one is is getting out quick again. Um, not over swimming that first 25. You have a little bit left to be able to finish that race. Um, last year as a sophomore, it was uh, Austin's first time competing at the state meet. He didn't get to go as a freshman, um, obviously, because we didn't have a state meet, even though he qualified. So um, he ended up going, and uh, he was ranked 12th at the state meet last year as a sophomore. His first time swimming competing at this state meet and uh, ended up going getting fourth overall and went 50.8 so um he's a pretty tough competitor and uh he's a racer and he's gonna you know he's gonna give it everything you've got everything he has and he's able to do that and hold on for the win
1: nice really nice um 200 free relay gross point south grabs a win on you guys again real close one uh, 0.29 um second third legs you know kind of flip and flop uh, you guys had a good split. I think you might have had a 24 split in there. They had another 23 to get a little bit of a lead. Um, but coming down to the end, that, that anchor leg, you got Tucker Briggs and uh, Austin uh, Hemke, right? I believe anchored for you guys. Hemke. Yep. Hemke, Austin
2: Hemke. Yeah, G. so
1: talk about that a little bit. You know, how how you feeling? You got that 24 leg in there, so they're going to get a little bit of a lead on you. But you had a really nice anchor leg, so talk about that those swims a little bit.
2: Yeah, I had the top end loaded. I had a freshman in that third spot, uh, Sam Gowan. So he's got a little less experience than the other three guys that I had on there. So my son led off and at 22, uh, 22 mid. And then we had uh, uh, senior Alex Duhaime. It was about the same. And then we had the freshman who went 24-0. And we knew that uh, he was going to have to go out there and get everything he's got. And we might have to come from behind on that one. And Austin Heinke, he, he ended up splitting 21-2. And that's with no no suit on not rested yep. not tapered he is he is unbelievable he's he is a racer um with him on the end anything can happen he does not like to lose and he he goes out and he gives everything he has it's not the first time that he's 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 either won or made a, a race close and you know if we had maybe another yard we might have gotten them. he, he definitely closed the gap on uh, on them we're looking uh, my assistant coaches and i we're like All right, well, it's going to be a good race. It is what it is. And he comes out of that turn, like, oh, my gosh, he might catch him. Um, Ran out, ran out of of room, but uh, he gave everything he got. And definitely was exciting. You know, even though we didn't win the race, you walk away saying, wow, that was a lot of fun. Um, Those kids gave everything they got and and, uh, made it fun and exciting. That's what it's all about, going out there, trying your best. Obviously, everyone likes to win, but you're not always going to win every race. And to go out there and have something like that just makes everybody better, you know, uh, including your opponent. So it's a lot of fun to see.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. You you guys go on, you win the back, you win the breast. Uh, Four free relay looked like a pretty, pretty solid win for you guys. Um, You know, for those of us at home, we we see the results, you know, and we can see, okay who won and that type of stuff. Any swimmers that really stepped up for you? You're a couple weeks out of league meet. Any little surprises? uh, Anybody want to give a shout out to?
2: Um, I think the, the seniors led the way. It was their night. Um, you know, it, prior to the meet starting, that's something that we talked about as a team. Like, hey, this is the last time that they're going to compete in this pool. This is our last meet of the season. Last time competing at home in front of all their uh, parents and, and family. So let, let's go out there and dedicate that uh, meet to our seniors. And everyone stepped up and did a fantastic job. As far as times are concerned, at this point in time, the season right now, um, things are winding down. We're a little bit tired and beat up, um, and uh, we're going to get another. Getting the boys that are preparing for the MAC Red Championship next week, they're resting right now, and um, the guys that are going on to the state meet, they got another week or about another week of hard work, and then we'll start resting them up for the state meet. So uh, we still still got a lot of swimming ahead of us. They all the. Pretty much all the hard work is behind us now, and just you know, uh, fine-tuning the little things and getting everyone ready. And a lot of it comes down to the mental part of it and emotional. They put the work in; they dedicated themselves. Now it's just about the, you know the mental side of it, uh, encouraging them, being positive, you know, and uh, going from there and see what happens. Uh, making it fun. So, yeah, you
1: know, it's it's been exciting, Dave, watching your program come up. Um, you and I were teammates in high school. Uh, so our friendship's always been there, but uh, it's awesome that. to see those Macomb County times come around. Uh, you and I know what, you know, Macomb County had a couple of good kids back in the day. We we're, we were two of them, um, but all you've right. just been doing an outstanding job. It's great to see your kids swimming great. Um, I know all the, the pilots uh, at De La Salle are proud to see an alumni doing some great stuff. So my hat's off to you, man. Um, wishing all the best at league meet and looking forward to a great state meet for you this year. So best of luck, pal.
2: Oh, thank you, Dave. I really appreciate it. And it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of stress, too. But, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's uh, to see these kids grow and the program grow and uh, to see the success that we've had. It's uh, definitely been paying off for us. And I appreciate, the, you know, the shout out and, the, you know, giving us that recognition. It means a lot.
0: Well, you know, and because we've had a full season, you know, I think it's great. You know, the payoff's going to be wonderful for these kids, uh, no matter what, uh, as they've uh, been able to, uh, you know, put in the work, and now they get to uh – you know, hopefully see the fruits of their labor as, uh, you know, a couple big things. You got to think about uh, the conference first and then uh, for those who will be moving on to the state meet, always a super exciting time. And again, especially for the seniors and your son, you know, so you get a few more experiences uh, to be with him on the pool deck uh, at the high school level. So, uh, that's awesome. So, uh, Coach, thank you so much for uh, coming on the program today and uh, we've got an interview that we're going to do with uh, Dr. Chase Ansock next, But uh, so I'll say goodbye to you and dave uh, so dave and dave uh, for this particular uh program poolside uh but thank you so much guys and uh Jules we'll talk next week we'll see you next week thank you all right so as we continue the poolside podcast the north american journal of sports physical therapy reports that competitive swimmers regularly exceed four thousand strokes for one shoulder in a single Workout Now, as a result, it's no surprise, many swimmers experience discomfort around their shoulder joint, generally referred to as swimmers' shoulder, especially, I would imagine, around this time of season. Today, we are being joined by Dr. Chase Ansock, an orthopedic and sports medicine physician at the Detroit Medical Center, to answer some frequently asked questions about swimmers' shoulder. want to thank you so much for coming on Poolside.
3: Absolutely. Happy to be here.
0: All right. Fantastic. All right. So let's talk about it. Swimmer's shoulder. I'm sure a lot of swimmers have heard about it. Uh, Maybe you can define it and uh, uh, give us uh, what the symptoms are.
3: Sure. So swimmer's shoulder is a catch-all term for really anything that affects uh, swimming performance in a negative fashion. Uh, The most common symptoms are typically pain, weakness, and a change in stroke technique. And so some of the things you'll notice about an athlete suffering from swimmer's shoulder is that they'll drop their elbow during hand exit and during their recovery. Uh, Really, the hand exits early, which decreases their stroke performance. Um, They'll also typically have pain during the pull through. Um, And then they'll also start to notice a little excessive body roll towards the painful side. And really what that all results in is decreased performance and much earlier fatigue, uh, particularly favoring uh, one, one of the two shoulders.
0: Right. Which can be kind of difficult to kind of figure out on your own, uh, you know, especially again at this point in the season. They've been, you know, going at it for the last several months. They're at the the end of the season now. they got a couple of big meets left. State finals are coming up. Uh, how do you diagnose it?
3: Yeah, so I think some of it starts uh, during training uh, with the assistance of, the, of their coaches. And really, if you notice an athlete uh, starting to diminish their performance, that should prompt uh, further evaluation. There's a number of things that can cause a swimmer's shoulder, uh, whether that's something within the shoulder itself, like impingement or some changes uh, in the development of the muscles, so things that cause laxity, uh, or just a change in the mechanics. Uh, So we think of the shoulder as the ball and socket joint, but the shoulder blade also has to move as well. And so if you start to develop muscle imbalances, that can uh, really throw off uh, how the athlete's performing. Uh, so when I see a patient with swimmer's shoulder, if they've made it to the office, you know, it really all just starts first with a physical exam. I want to re- take a really close look at the shoulder, watch how they're moving the shoulder. Uh, and again, really pay close attention to that shoulder blade, looking to see if they hike the shoulder or if they elevate it inappropriately. I want to make sure their range of motion is symmetric or close to it. Um, and then try to identify the key point uh, of pain, you know, where are the, where are the trigger points and what seems to elicit this. And then after that, we'll you know, start to evaluate some of their muscle strength and see if there's any key discrepancies between the two. Uh, so it could be a little bit difficult to tease out, but you know, I think it just starts by uh, keeping a close eye on the athlete's performance. You mentioned the term laxity. What does that mean? Yeah, so all swimmers are gonna have a little more motion in their shoulder compared to the average person. It's, it's a good change uh, to have limber joints and, a little, and that uh, rotation of the shoulder. Uh, but we start to call it hyperlaxity or abnormal laxity when it when it becomes symptomatic, when you start to you know, really feel the shoulder uh, shifting or moving inappropriately. And you can see that uh, when you examine a patient as they go to lift their shoulder. Uh, you'll see the, the shoulder blade hikes up and the ball actually starts to shift forward during that range of motion. That's not something we really want to see.
0: Yeah, right on. Uh, how do you treat it then, swimmer's shoulder?
3: Yeah. So the initial treatment, regardless of really what's what's causing it, whether again, it's something in the shoulder from outside is first to dial back a little bit on training intensity, start with our bread and butter rest, uh, anti-inflammatories, maybe either heat or ice, depending on whether uh, the athlete describes a feeling of tightness or more soreness. Um, and then work on basic stretching and some early uh, strengthening of the muscles around the shoulder blade. And sometimes just giving the athlete a little bit of time out of the pool to focus on uh, some cross training and strengthening uh, more in the gym. And that can be enough to uh, alleviate some of these symptoms before they become a more significant problem. Uh, certainly once it reaches uh, a greater deal of intensity or those initial treatment uh, modalities haven't alleviated the athlete's pain. now that's where Uh, A sports medicine physician may be able to step in to provide a more directed care, maybe a more thorough evaluation, whether that's uh, uh, in the form of an exam, uh, obtaining uh, radiographs to look for any changes in in the bony structure of the shoulder, or having a discussion about advanced imaging. Do we need to take a a really in-depth look at this shoulder? Um, And from there, that will really start to drive uh, the treatment. But one of the things I really notice in athletes that have swimmer's shoulder is, is muscle imbalance. Uh, athletes love to train their pecs and their lats. You get a lot right. of anterior strength at the expense of posterior strength. Right. Uh, so they're not really glamorous muscles, but spending time training your serratus anterior, your subscapularis, your rhomboids, and then stretching the front of the shoulder. They're really working on your pec minor, uh, working on some of the trapezius stretches. Uh, those things will start to try to balance that shoulder out so that everything is evens out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Exactly. You got to Work the whole body for sure. And, uh, you know, with younger swimmers, let's say the middle schoolers who like maybe their sophomore years of high school, 13 to 16, uh, they might be a little more vulnerable to shoulder pain. Why is that?
3: I think some of that does go back to what we talked about with laxity. Right? A growing body naturally has a little more motion in the shoulder. I think we all experience it now as adults that things do start to tighten up a little bit. It's a little bit harder yeah. to stretch things out. Uh, really, young athletes have the opposite problem. And so, for them, it is so important to establish uh, a really even stroke on both the right side and the left side, really hone in on mechanics, not trying to drill out specific numbers or times. Uh, the, the goal is to improve you know the function of that athlete, and the results will come after that. Now, if you have really excellent technique at that age, that's going to give you a huge leg up uh, as opposed to uh, more, just more time uh, spent uh, with working uh, or building up bad habits.
0: Right, absolutely.
3: Um,
0: are there ways to prevent this? What are the best ways to do that?
3: Yeah. So some of those workouts that I mentioned previously, I think are a big part of it. Um, and th- a lot of that is stuff that happens on dry land, uh, spending time outside of the pool, uh, really d- hammering home good mechanics in you know, the muscles around the shoulder and the specific ones, I, as I said before, those muscles more in the back of the shoulder. So spend time, uh, doing you know, really well-formed rows, both low rows and mid rows, uh, work, uh, working on strength, uh, of the deltoid of really, like I said, having a holistic approach to this, uh, as opposed to constantly drilling in the pool um, and working the same muscle groups repeatedly. Uh, And then beyond that, it's managing exercise intensity and frequency. The same is true for any other athlete. Um, It's certainly possible to burn yourself out if you're always going for the hardest workout possible every day of the week. Uh, Ramp up from a couple of low intensity workouts up to that peak workout, take a recovery day, and then have a follow that up with a maintenance day you know really there should not be more than two heavy workouts within a week um, and there should definitely be recovery built into that and a lot of that recovery again happens outside the pool so uh, getting appropriate rest doing doing the appropriate amount of stretching and cooling down uh, all those things go a long way to prevent these overuse injuries
0: for a vast majority of, uh, I think, high school athletes and their parents for the most part, they don't really have a, a gauge or an understanding of, of you know pain tolerance. What is something that uh, you know they can just be able to treat through ice and rest and relaxation? And then when is the time to actually go see a sports medicine physician? Certainly, you don't want it to be too late so that something is getting worse. So uh, how would you, in a general form or a general sense, uh, advise when someone should be seeing a sports medicine physician?
3: I think a great way to differentiate is it is this really pain or just soreness? I think every athlete deals with soreness after a difficult workout, and if it's soreness that's alleviated with a heating pad, maybe an anti-inflammatory. If it's a really tough day and it uh, and it goes away within forty-eight to seventy-two hours, I don't think that's anything to be worried about. But pain that lingers, uh, pain that's present even when the athlete is is not participating in in high-level activities, uh, or pain that really prevents that athlete from performing in the pool. Uh, that, I think, should prompt a, a more thorough evaluation. You know, if every single stroke with that arm is, is causing pain in a particular area, that's never normal, right? Yeah. Uh, that, that should be differentiated from, you know, achiness or soreness experienced after, uh, after a good workout.
0: Well, hey, the DMC is the official health care provider for the Detroit Red Wings. If you have a sports injury, go with the pros go to the orthopedic and sports medicine team at the Detroit Medical Center. To learn more, visit DMC.org slash sports or call one 300 Dr. Ansok, thank you so much for being with us today.
3: Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate
0: it.